We are in week four of a series we're calling The Signature of God. And this series for us uh, has, has been so powerful. We've talked about, leg- we, we've talked about uh, transformation. We've talked about freedom. We've talked about the power of God, the Holy Spirit at work in our lives. And today we're going we're gonna to dive into a, a different topic about increase, something that God wants to do in us. But before I, I go there, I want to mention one other thing, and that is six weeks from today, we're gearing up for our, our legacy offering, everybody. And if, if you're new to City Hope, you may not know what the legacy offering is, but it is a once a year, one time a year, we do this offering. We don't do multiple offerings, uh, multiple special offerings. We do one special offering a year. And this offering is really to accelerate the gospel. It focuses on what matters most. So you wonder, what, does, what matters most, Pastor Ben? Lost people matter most. If there's one thing, if you want to know what's on God's mind today, if you want to know what's on God's heart, he's thinking about his lost kids. He's not worried about your you know, battery that needs to be replaced in your car. Come on, he's, he's not worried about that. He's worried about, is that person going to go to hell? Come on, is that person going to make it to heaven? That's what, he's, that's what he's thinking about today. And so legacy helps us focus on what matters most. And legacy is, if you want to know what legacy is, legacy is what people remember about you when you're gone. Come on, there's coming a time when you're going to be six feet under. There's that day coming. What will people remember about you when that day comes? Will they think, oh man, he was so selfish. All he ever did was live for himself. Or will they think, man, they were the most generous people I know. Man, he, he was part of City Hope. They're responsible for changing Wichita Falls and making such a difference and impact in, in, in the city. Come on, that's, that's, the, that's the kind of thing we want to be remembered for. So that's what's on his mind is the lost people. And that's what legacy helps us do is it helps us focus on those who aren't here yet. And, uh, and so I'm going to tell you, uh, uh, the reason I tell you about it now, six weeks out, is because... We want you to think and pray about what God wants you to do. We don't want you to move under compulsion or pressure. We want you to pray and just be strategic about what God wants you to do in that offering. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about legacy in the message. And I'm going to talk really fast because I've got a ton of content to cover, all right? But uh, what I want to do first is I want to start with this idea, Signature of God, Part 4, that God is a God of increase, Come on, does anybody believe that? That God is a God of more, that God is a God of blessing, God is a God of more than enough. Come on, he's a God of more than enough. He's not El Chipo, he's El Shaddai, right? El, El Chipo, he's, he, man, he's, he's not the guy that's over here counting his beans, well, I can't afford that. No, he's, he's El Shaddai, which means he's self-sustaining, he does not need anything from anyone. He owns it all, he's able to do whatever he wants, and so... I want to take a look before we get into the message at Ephesians chapter 2. This is our theme verse for the series, all right? And and just kind of remind you of what we've been studying. It says that we are God's masterpiece. So we are God's greatest work of art. You are the thing that, man, the, 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 uh, the Swiss Alps, the seven wonders of the world, that's not God's greatest masterpiece. You are. You are the greatest thing he's ever created. And he created you anew. So when God came into your life, he didn't just give you uh, like an improved you. He gave you a new you, a, a blank page, a fresh canvas. So we get to do good things. So he created us anew so that we could do something in this life that makes a difference. So remember, we're not saved by our good works, but we're saved 
for our good works. We're saved to do good works. We're saved to go make a difference. And he had, it's a difference that he planned a long time ago. Aren't you thankful that God's not a procrastinator? Aren't you thankful he doesn't wait to the last minute like we do? Come on, if, if, you wanna see, if you wanna see the people who waited to the last minute, just go to Walmart today. <laughs> and, and just have a fun time watching the people who forgot to buy candy, forgot to buy costumes like they forgot. Today's the 31st, right? They, they procrastinated. We procrastinated and showed up at Party City on Wednesday night, the day before all the kids were supposed to go to school in their costumes. And guess who showed up? We did. We procrastinated. God doesn't procrastinate. And so one of his brushstrokes, if we take this idea that, that we're masterpieces, that God's been, he's working on us, that, that we are a signature series belonging to him, one of the brushstrokes God wants to do and work in our lives is a brushstroke of more, a brushstroke of increase and in blessing. And I want to show it to you in Psalm 115. It says, may the Lord give you, say this word with me, increase. May he give you increase more and more. So he doesn't want to just increase you like a little dab. No, he wants to give you more and more increase in your life, you and your children. So not just for you, but, but for those who... Are, are, are your children and your grandchildren, may you be blessed. This is a, a Hebrew word that just means may you have more than you need so that you can be a blessing to other people. It's, it's what God promised Abraham. I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing, right? So may you be blessed by the Lord who made heaven and the earth. And I want you to hear me today. I, I am talking about resources, finances, that's part of today's message, but I'm, I'm also talking about God wants to increase you in peace. See, God wants to give you more and more peace so that you can walk up into the, in, into the workplace having peace on your life and share it with somebody else. God wants to give you more and more love so that you can be in your marriage and you can share more and more love with your spouse. Come on, God wants to give you more and more grace. Are you following me? This is what he wants for you. So, when God blesses you, there's a real expectation that you do not keep it to yourself, that he blesses us to be a blessing, to hold it with open hands and, and to use it to make a difference in the world around us. So, Pastor Ben, are, are you saying that God wants to, like, you talking prosperity? You talking about pr prosperity gospel, Pastor Ben? You saying God wants to prosper me? Yes. But not, not prosperity gospel in the way that you may be familiar with it. I'm talking about prosperity with a purpose. God blesses you to be a blessing. So he wants to prosper you, but you've got to know what the more is for. You've got to know why does he give it to you? Why does he, why does he put it in your life? And it's not for us to create this, our own masterpiece where we just, we just add to our lives and we, we, go, we go all out with the, with the wealth and we buy all of these great things. And come on, we... we uh, we, we create our own masterpiece and we put it in, in the hall, in the gallery of me, myself, and I for everybody else to gawk at. Woo, look at that, man. He got, he, he's fly. Look at that. Come on, he, he got that drip. All the, all the young people laugh because, you know, that's, that's, the, that's what you say now instead of swag, right? He, he got that drip. Man, he's, he's. Look at, man, look, look at what God's done in his life. Look what the Lord has done. Come on, you just, 
everybody's looking at you. It's not like that. It's not supposed to be like that. God gives us more to be a blessing, prosperity with a purpose. But here's, here's the thing. This is hard to understand when we're selfish. Anybody here ever been selfish before? Yeah, come on. I had a selfish moment last December. Now, to be clear, I've had a lot of selfish moments since then, but I had a selfish moment last December. When uh, we, were, we were down in Frisco, we were there for one of our kids' soccer games. He was doing a soccer tournament, and between games, we decided we're going to go to the Frisco Mall, just walk around, and just kill some time, grab some lunch, just walk around, right? So we get to the mall, and, and you know this, there's one cardinal rule about going to the mall, and it is... Do not make eye contact with the vendors at the kiosks. You don't do that. It's a no-no. Well, nowadays, they've actually got the, the, the stores. Their people are standing at the, at the edge of their store. Just They're waiting on you. Like, and so I'm walking down the mall. Big mistake. My eyes met with the eyes of a Ukrainian, Israeli young lady. And just for a second, as, as I'm passing by, she says... You want to try cream for your wrinkles? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yeah. So, so the backstory is, I mean, I had been a little self-conscious about my wrinkles. I've been, I mean, I'm only 39, y'all, but I, I got some crow's feet going on. I got some, I got some stuff going on in my face. And I'm like, man, what do I do about that? I need some oil of Olay or something. You know, I just need some moisturize my eyes kind of thing. And so I go in there. And uh, she, she sucks me in, me and Gideon. He's with me. And, 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 she, and I'm like, well, matter of fact, I've been thinking about my eyes lately. So, so I go in and, and uh, she, she, we sit down and she, she says, is this one of your sons? I said, yes, my, he's my number three. We have four sons, four boys. Four boys. Oh, must be lucky woman, right? And, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, she can't keep her hands off of me. It's just, it's, uh, I, I didn't say that. Uh, not right now, at least. Not right now. Uh. <laughs> so, so we're, we're, in the, we're in the store and she says, I put this cream on your, on your eyes and the wrinkles go away. It's like alternative to Botox, no? And I'm like, okay. I'll, tr I'll try So Gideon's there, and she starts putting this cream on my face. My face starts burning. It starts turning numb. And, 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 and Gideon's sitting there, and he's like, Dad, your, your wrinkles are going away. Like, my wrinkles, are, they're, they're gone. And so I'm like, okay, this is crazy. And so she says, you put cream on your eyes like this, you, maybe you have more children. No? <laughs> okay, all right. I'm like... Uh, we closed up shop, no more kids, you know. So she says, well, she said, well, normally $500 for this. But for you today, 199 And I'm like, yeah, I just don't think we're going to do it. I don't think we're going to take you up on this offer, you know. So I just thought you would be, you might want to know, did this cream really work? And so uh, here you go. No, look how puffy my face is, right? Just... No wrinkles, though, baby. Got some snake oil on my face. Oh, you, can, you can put that. You can turn that down. It's a... What does that have to do with prosperity? Nothing, all right? Uh, has more to do with selfishness because I thought, man, I, 
I deserve to get my wrinkles taken care of. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get those wrinkles gone, and, and I, I'm, I'm going to be all right. I'm going I'm I'm to get this new cream. But here's the thing about selfishness. It always ends up in pain. Selfishness always ends up like my, like my face was numb. Can't feel my face. The wrinkles are gone, though. I mean, that's awesome. But, but man, well, I mean, what if, I had, what if I'd said, yeah, take, give me two bottles of that. 199 bucks? Sure. No, selfishness always leads us to a place of pain. And here's what I'm trying to say. Prosperity is amazing when you do it God's way, but it will wreck your life when you do it your way. Okay? So the brushstroke of God on his children is when, is when we begin to live with the understanding that we are blessed to be a blessing, to make a difference in the world, to use what we have to plunder hell and populate heaven. Can I get an amen? All right. And I don't think any other scripture really illustrates this better than 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 through 11. Paul's writing to the Corinthian church. He says, Who, remember this, whoever sows sparingly, all right, so you, you, you're blessed, God gives you a job, and you sow sparingly, like you, you bless other people just a little bit, you're going to reap just a little bit, right, sparingly. But whoever sows generously will reap generously. In other words, if you, get the, if you get the seed and you just start chunking it out of the back, man, you're just sowing generously. It's a principle from the very beginning of the Bible. Each of you should give what you've decided in your heart. So I tell you about legacy now so you can decide between now and then, not the day of, what you should do. Because we don't want you to give reluctantly or under compulsion because what God loves is he loves a cheerful giver. That word cheerful is hilarious. It's the Greek word hilarioso. It literally means hilarious. He want, God's looking for somebody who's like, man, I get to give. This is incredible. I can't wait to do this. I want to give. It's an attitude of the heart. Keeps going, and he says that, that God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. I love verse 9. It's a, it's a quote here of, of previous passage of scripture that they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor and that's what legacy offering is it's we get to scatter our gifts to the poor to the hurting to the broken to the needy and the gifts are going to turn into their righteousness their righteousness endures forever verse 10 says now he who supplies seed to the sower now who supplies seed god god supplies seed who does he supply it to the sower. It does not say he supplies seed to the eater, the waster, the spender, the selfish. It, he supplies it to the one who sows. So, so he'll, he'll supply seed to the one who sows and bread for, for food. And he will, he will also supply and increase your store of seed. So he'll give you more capacity. He'll give you more ability and he will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. And verse 11 sums it up. says that you will be enriched in every way, in every way, so that you can be generous on every occasion. So God's gonna enlarge your territory. He's gonna enlarge your storehouse so that everywhere you can go, you can just be a blessing. That's what he wants to do. And through your generosity, through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So this passage is just a reminder for us that God wants to bless us. He wants to, he wants to increase our lives. And I love what Mother Teresa said. Uh, 
She said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. So listen, that's what legacy does. Legacy casts a stone across the waters. We, it's naive to think that one church can change all of the world, but one church can spread some ripples. Come on, one church can make it. One church can send some ripples in Texoma. One church can send some ripples in America. One church can send some ripples around the world. We can do our part, amen? amen. And so I want to give you today, I want to close out today by giving you and showing you how you can create those ripples, okay? So four brush strokes of increase that if we, if we will do our part, God does his part. And number one is that we've got to put God first. If we want to see the breaststroke of in, increase in our lives, we want God's blessing on us, then our part is put him first. Are you following me? Okay. So let me say it this way. Our lives, our lives, will, be, our lives will be unstable when God's not first. When God's not first, when we're selfish, we hear a message like this and we go, I knew it. Always talking about money up there. I, you know, they got the wrong motives. They, they're, doing, they're all about this. They're all about that. That's, that's what we think when we're selfish. But I want to show you today a principle of first. Have you ever heard this principle before? Principle of first? Anybody ever heard that? It's a principle all throughout the Bible from the beginning of the book to the end of the Bible, you see a principle that we call the principle of first. It shows up the very first time between Cain and his brother Abel. If you'll remember, Cain brought some leftovers to God as an offering, didn't he? He showed up and he's like, I'm, I got a little bit here. Here, God, you can have this. But Abel, the Bible says, he brought what? The, the first, the best. And let me say it this way, the first is the best. Are you following me? So here's the principle of the first, and I'm going to show you how it plays out modern day. The principle of first for us looks like this. We're giving God the first Sunday of the month. That's what we do. The, the, the first Sunday belongs to him. We give God the first 21 days of the year when we do 21 days of prayer. We give God the first Sunday of every month. This Wednesday is the first Wednesday. We're going to give God the first Wednesday of this month. We're saying, God, this belongs to you. We're not just going to give you a leftover Wednesday. Like if we have enough time, maybe we'll get together and we'll, and we'll worship you and we'll get a little bit deep in the word then. But no, God, we're going to give you the first Wednesday of the month. And God, we're going to give you the first Saturday of the month. Not just a Saturday. Not when we think about it. Not when, not when we uh, have enough serve projects. We're going to give you the first Saturday of every month. We're deciding now that we're going to make sure... Our eyes are not on us and we're focused and we're blessing and we're making a difference in our community. Am I making sense? So we give him the first. Now, uh, in, in a deeper way, that plays out, uh, I'll show you how it plays out in our life. We give God the, the first of every paycheck to the Lord. It's the, it's the first. And so I, I get paid twice a month and Annalise is paid once a month. And, and so we... we have it automatically set up on the 1st and the 15th through our church's giving system. You can set it up. We set it up to happen the 1st and the 15th of, of, of every month. The first thing that leaves our bank account is the first part that goes to God. Why? Because it's a trust factor. It's an obedience factor. So, so giving God the 1st is, is obedience, but it's also trusting. Because if I give him the 1st, then I have to trust him for the rest. 
Are, are you with me? But if I wait till the end of the month and I'm like, okay, here's, here's what I've got left, God. I haven't trusted him for anything. I've just given him what I have left over. So the principle is first is, God, we're giving you the first because it belongs to you. And we're trusting you that you're going to take care of the rest of this for us. Our trust isn't in money. It's not in the things of this world. And by, by the way, um, I, call, I call it automating the important. That's why I set it up to recur every month that way. I, I set my mortgage up that way. I set up my, my bills that way, my utilities that way. Why wouldn't I go ahead and automate the most important thing in my life and just go ahead and say, God, it belongs to you. Are you following me? So we put God first. And I, w- I want to give you a, a challenge today. I want this for you. I want you to put God first in every area, in every area, but also including your finances. So let me challenge you a little bit. And maybe some of you are here today and you, you love City Hope. You call it home. It's your, it's your church. But you're, you're, you're reserved. You're just, maybe you're not there yet, not ready to give. Let me give you a challenge to, to just take a step of obedience. Just, just try it. Just step out and, and begin to give something. Just give something. Some of you, you are giving something. You give a little here or there. Maybe for you, it's take a step of faith and increase that. Maybe to, maybe to give God the first of your, your income every time. The Bible calls it a tithe because it's a percentage. It's 10%. Maybe those of you who are tithing, it's time for you to take a step and maybe to give offerings, right? And maybe those of you who are, man, you're, you're already there. Maybe you have a gift of giving to accelerate the church. Wherever you are on the generosity journey, just take a step of faith. Take a step of obedience. Can, is that okay to say that? Because here's the thing. Tithing is not, it's not about an equal amount, everybody. So you, you might say, well, Pastor Ben, I can't give what this person can give over here. You're, nobody's asking you to. It's a principle, not just a percentage. It's a principle of the first. I'm giving you the first of my life. The first Sunday of every month, we always talk about it's a tithing weekend. We're going to give God the first and the best of what he's given us. And I want to encourage you with that today. All right? Okay. Now, the second thing, if we're going to see the brush stroke of increase in our life, is to be a good steward of what God's given us. Pastor Ben, I just, I don't know how to be a good steward. All right, do this. January, February rolls around. We start launching small groups. Find a financial peace university small group. It'll teach you how to be a good steward of what God's given you. Maybe you need to stop spending every dollar that you make. Get on a budget. Maybe you need to go to first Saturday serve and get a new perspective of life. Maybe you need to show up at Sputter Park and start serving some people who maybe they're, 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 they don't walk or talk or act or dress like you dress. And maybe to give you a new perspective to help you be a better steward of what God's given you. Maybe, maybe to go to Growth Track, discover your gifts, discover what God's put in your heart to become a good steward. And number three, to see this brush stroke of increase is don't downplay your gift. Pastor Ben, what I have to offer, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's not going to make that big of a difference. It's not really going to help anybody. But remember the, remember the young boy in the scripture who had five loaves and two fish? What did he do? He showed up to Jesus teaching, and, and he gives Jesus the five loaves and two fish. Jesus blesses it and turns it into a meal for 15,000 people. Come on, so God can take what you have. You may not think it's enough, but God can bless it. Remember the lady who gave a penny in the offering in the New Testament? And Jesus looked down on her in a good way, and he said, this woman has given more than everybody else because she gave all that she had to offer. 
He shined his favor on her life. Don't downplay your gift. Well, Pastor Ben, I just, I can't show up to first Saturday serve. I, I don't have the skills. I don't have anything that I can, I don't have any way that I can, that I can help other people. And I, I would just say, well, maybe for you, you need to take some, some at the movies invite cards or go buy our random act of kindness stand out in the lobby on your way out every Sunday. You see that stand out there. Grab some God loves you cards. This week as you're sitting in line getting your latte. Maybe you just pay for the car behind you and just say, hey, I don't want anything in return. Just give them this card and let them know I'd love to see them at the movies. Or hey, you're in a, you're in a restaurant somewhere and you're, you're, you're about to pay for your meal and you see somebody across the room, maybe you don't even know, and you just say, hey, would you add their ticket to our ticket? We'd like to bless them today and just give them this card in return. What does that do for those other people? Come on, it increases, it increases their hope. So God has increased your life. Now you get to increase somebody else's life. They may be sitting there thinking, man, I, 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 wish, I wish, God, would you just give me a sign to let me know that you still are there, that you still love me, that you still care, that you still have a purpose, and then you pay for their meal. And they walk out of there going, come on, God showed up today. That actually happened to me on Wednesday when we had procrastinated and went to Party City. We were, in, we were in Party City and our, um, our youngest son, he's strong-willed at times. And uh, so he, he was throwing an all-out screaming fit right there in Party City. And so we're just kind of, okay, just letting him do his thing. And, and I'm standing there trying to talk to him, trying to get him to calm down and hoping nobody from church sees me, you know. Uh, and this lady walks in and, uh, and it, she, she kind of, kind of dances around me for a second like she wants to approach but not sure, kind of wants to. And I thought, okay, great. Here, somebody's going to tell me how bad of a parent I am, right? Uh, you know, what she does is she walks up and she says, I, I know you're busy and I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, I was just out in the parking lot praying. I've had one of the worst weeks ever. It's been a terrible day. I was just praying, God, would you give me a sign? Would you, just, would you give me a sign if I could just see the pastor? And I walked in here, and here you are. What did that do for her? She said, I know that God's with me. After seeing you, I know that God's still for me. I know that God hadn't forgotten me. I know that God's still with me. Come on, somebody. That's what, that's what happens when you just, a, a, a little, I, I didn't even do anything. But I'm saying when, when, when you, when, when it's an act of kindness, God shows up in that way. God shows up in that way. And so we've got to, we, we've got to, we just got to step out in faith and don't, don't downplay your gift. Number four is if we're going to see this brush stroke of increase, we have to live for the more. And I want to be clear and, because I don't want you to think that I'm talking about live for the more blessing or the more, the more increase, the more prosperity. I'm not talking about that at all. We've got to live for the more. The more is the more people out there that don't know Jesus. That there's more people who need hope. There's more people that need joy. There's more people that need to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. There's more people who don't have a relationship with Jesus. And so we've got to live for the more. Jesus prayed a prayer in Luke 10, and he said it this way, that these are the instructions that he gave to the disciples. The harvest is great. There's a lot of people in Texoma who need to know Jesus, but the workers are few. We don't have enough people on the dream team. 
There's not enough people serving. So he says, pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest and ask him to send more people. Send more people. And that's what our legacy offering does is it sends more people into the harvest field. It sends ripples of of hope into the harvest fields. So here's what I'm saying today is that when we realize what the more is for, that God blesses us to be a blessing, he turns around and gives us more. When we realize what the more is for, he gives us even more. Because he, he can trust us with it. We're good stewards with what he's given us. The more is to answer Jesus' prayer. The more is so that we can make an eternal difference. The more is to reach a lost and hurting and dying and broken world around us. That's what the more is for. So I want to show you today and celebrate with you some things that your more has accomplished this year, okay? So you're, you're giving, you're making a difference right here at City Hope. You're giving, you're more has gone out of the walls to make a difference this year. The more that you have given has sent ripples of $115,922.21. Come on, throw that slide up there. That's what your more has done this year. Outside of the walls of City Hope Church, the more is reaching, the more is making a difference, the more is blessing. That's what you've been able to give outside of the walls. What does that look like? It looks like five lanes okay so our legacy offering is five lanes and I'm gonna show you those five lanes really quick but I'm gonna celebrate what the more has already done this year okay so the more already for for local missions we've been able to feed 5,440 people a hot meal because of first Saturday serves because you're showing up you're continuing to make a difference you're, you're, you're loving on people you're blessing people it's 500 backpacks for kids that didn't have a backpack going into school this year. It's, it's breakfast for every teacher in WFISD two times over. And by the end of the year, nearly every school in our county is going to receive something from you because you're being a blessing. You're making a difference. It's hundreds of people that were served during the winter storm. Have we forgotten that, everybody? Hundreds of people that, that were sleeping in here on cots that didn't have anywhere else to go, that their homes were flooded, their homes didn't have power, and you became a warming center. You became a place where people could find hope and peace and love and joy and strength. Local missions. The more that you've given this year has seen 146 salvations right here at City Hope Church alone. 146 people said yes to Jesus Christ. That's what your more is doing, but it's, it's sending ripples even past that. More is going into national missions. That This year alone, we've helped plant 62 brand new churches all across America. Your more is helping make that happen. Oh, by, by the way, this is the best part. 62 brand new churches, and on their first day, 485 people gave their life to Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. That is what the more is for. And last week, you heard Pastor Tom, my, my best friend, he, he shared a message on, on power last week, and, and I told you that he's going to plant a church in Chattanooga, Tennessee, not far from where I grew up, by the way. And so, uh, there, he and his family are moving there in December of this year, and they're launching the church September of next year, all right? So, we've already supported them, we've already blessed them, we're going to keep blessing them, but come up... Uh, but that's not all we're going to do. We're not just going to bless them financially. 
we're going to send a family to help them start this church. And that family is my spiritual son, Jason, who just was up here doing the welcome a minute ago. And so God has put it on their heart that they're, they're ready to move to Chattanooga and help Pastor Tom launch a brand new church called Five Stones Church. Come on, Jason there. Will you stand up? We honor you. We love you. Come on. That's what the more is for right there. The more is going to Chattanooga. Y'all are church planters. I'm telling you what, they moved out here to help us start this church, and now we get to send them. The more from Legacy gets to go to Chattanooga to be a blessing and to make a difference in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And we're going to honor you more along the way, but I just, I just wanted you guys to see what the more is going to do next year. Um, international missions. The, it, the, the more that you've given, it's, it's sprinkling. It's, it's, it's rippling into international missions. The first 1% of every dollar you give goes straight to, to Israel. It goes to Israel because the Bible says to the Jew first. And so we go to the Jew first. We're feeding Jews and Arabs in the heart of Israel. It goes to Afghanistan where there's 94% of Afghanis right now have a hunger problem. 94%. And so we're working with, with ministries there to, to get boxes of food delivered to to. Afghanis who don't have food. We're working in Cuba. Same thing. We're blessed in America. Show up at the store, get whatever you want. But in Cuba, a communist nation where one month's wage won't even get you a full meal. Come on, you're, you're, you're making a difference. You're send, we're sending resources there to be a blessing in Cuba. And I'm telling you, it's changing the world. We're helping translate the Bible. There's over, I think it's 3,700 people groups who still don't have a copy of the Bible in their language. And so we've partnered with other organizations and we're on a mission by the year 2033. So like just like 12 years, 12, 13 years from now, by the year 2033, we want to see gospel poverty eradicated. We want to see every people group with a Bible in their language so they can come to know Jesus. By the way, which is, which, which is a sign, we, we need people to get the Bible so Jesus can come back. So everybody can hear about it. And so... International missions, we're, we're, we're making a difference. We're translating the Bible. And then there's the leadership academies, the fourth lane. You got local, national, international. Those are three lanes. Leadership academy is a lane here at church. It's where we are raising up a generation of people who want, they're, they're ready to serve God. They're leaders within the local church or in the marketplace. And we're teaching them how to be a leader in God's house, to be a leader, to, to raise them up to make a difference in the kingdom of God. We're doing what we can. But this last lane I want to share with you today has, has a couple of things under it that I want to, I want to show you. It's, it's the lane of capital projects. And it's, it's the fifth lane of the legacy offering. And so under capital projects, we, we have a couple different projects that are going on. And I want to tell you about them. And the first one is we, we believe that it's time. And so we're planning and we're preparing and we're working really diligently to launch a campus in Burke Burnett, Texas, everybody. Come on. Hey, that was too soon, by the way. You got to wait on my cue for that, right? You stole my thunder up there, production team. We love you, though. We love you. Burke Burnett, Texas. So, so what the more is for is to go to a city that doesn't have a church like City Hope. To go to a city that needs, that needs Jesus. To go to a city that needs a life-giving church. That There's great churches there already, but come on. We can show up and we can just be the hands and feet to G of Jesus like we've been here. And so 
we, we're ready to do that. January 2023 is the tentative launch date, but that depends on are we healthy as a church? Do we have the people? Do we have the staff? Do we have the dream team to make it happen? And so we're working, we're planning, we're growing that in a year from now, we'll be doing launch team meetings. We'll be getting ready to launch that campus, everybody. And then the last thing I want to mention is, is what we're calling um, uh, an opportunity. It's an opportunity to purchase and remodel the Cedar Elm location right here at church. And I'll tell you a little bit more about it. But just in case you didn't know, we don't own this building. So we've been leasing this building. God has been very favorable to us. He's blessed us in a powerful way. But we don't own the building. So what we'd like to do is we'd like to purchase it and turn it into a real estate investment, all right? Come on, so that our money is not going into somebody else's pocket, but it's staying right here as, as an investment. Are you following me? And so we want to purchase the property, but then we also want to do a comprehensive remodel on the exterior and on the upstairs and on a big part of, of, of the church. And so we have, um, part of that remodel is is tearing up the parking lot, re repaving the parking lot, adding a new lobby and a new multi-purpose room, second story, adding an elevator. Come on, we need an elevator. We don't even have an elevator. Come on, somebody said amen right there. We don't have a way to get upstairs for, for people who aren't able to climb the stairs. And so it's adding that. There's a lot, of, a lot that goes into this, but here's what we've done. Oh, by the way, we don't even have offices here. So like it's, it's including an office uh, suite as well upstairs, adding a lot of windows because this place only has three windows. And so uh, adding some windows. And, and so anyway, we've done some conceptual design that I want, you to, I want you to get pumped up about the vision to purchase and renovate this place. Come on, let's take a look at this.
man, that's pretty exciting, isn't it? That's pretty exciting to think that, that God could, uh, could do something like that in just a short amount of time. And, and just less than, less than a year ago, we were, I mean, about a year ago, we were, uh, uh, well, a little more than a year ago, I should say, we were meeting in McNeil Middle School. And here we are. God's blessed us, and he's, he's, he's provided for us along the way. And so the first step is we, we want to purchase the property. We want to purchase this property. And so it's a B-shag. I know that. A B-shag is a big, scary, hairy audacious goal it's an audacious goal and I know that I know it is in fact uh, we, we've been in talks with the owners of the building uh, AG Financial owns the building they're a church loan organization and uh, so they own the building and, and we, we've reached an agreement on price but we have not signed any contracts yet and so the agreement is 2.6 million dollars for this property the tax appraisal is $3.2 million, everybody. So that's a pretty good deal. If we were to build this building today, it would cost about $10 million to build it, the same building that we have today. So it's, a, it's an incredible offer, an incredible deal that they're willing to, to do for us. And, and another probably $2 million to re- renovate it. But here's, here's the thing. We have all the money. It's, uh, the, that's the good news. The bad news is it's in your pockets. And so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But really, I mean, we, just so you know, in, in full transparency, we have about $400,000 in savings that has, it's an emergency fund for us, but we don't have 20% to put down on the building. It's $520,000 that it would take um, to put 20% down. And so, but while we have some margin that we could use, we don't, we don't have all of that. And so I'm telling you that because I, I, I'm not, I don't want to put pressure on you. I'm telling you to pray. I'm telling you to ask God what he wants you to do. And you know that we have a commitment that we only move at the pace of your generosity. So if, if it comes in fast, we move faster. If it comes in slow, we just move slower. But our commitment is that we're not, we're not going to outpace your generosity. So many churches get in trouble that way and, and, and they outpace the generosity and then they can't do what they were created to do, which is minister. And so that, that's, we're not going to do that. We were created. We're here. We're called to minister and to be a blessing. And so if it keeps us from doing that, we just say no because we're going to keep ministering. We're going to keep doing So we're not doing pledge cards. We don't do campaigns. We just say, ask God whatever he wants you to do and then, and then be obedient to God. Amen? That's what I'm asking you to do is ask him. What kind of sacrificial offering could you give above and beyond your normal giving at the legacy offering in a few, in six weeks, all right? And here's the thing. I'm thankful for what we've been able to do through September of this year. I'm grateful for that. But listen, there's more. There's more people that need to know Jesus. There's more souls that need to be saved. There's more. There's more hopeless people that need to be healed. There's more addicts that need to be reached. There's more lost people that need to be found. There's more people that need to come to a relationship with Jesus Christ. And we get to be the more. We get to be the more. So listen, I know there are ripples of evil in the world. I know that there's ripples of hurt. There's ripples of pain. There's ripples of anxiety. There's ripples of depression. But we get to be the ripples of hope, the ripples of grace, the ripples of truth, the ripples of love, the ripples of future, the ripples of God has a plan for your life. Come on. We get to be that for people. Do you believe that? Come on, let's give God praise today. Let's thank God that we get to be the ripples of hope for our world. Amen. I've gone over. I need to close it out. So would you bow your head with me today? Close your eyes and 
And let me ask you what the Holy Spirit's saying to you. What's he whispering to your heart today? What's he whispering to you? What's he saying? Is, is, it, is it a matter of maybe, maybe stepping out in faith, putting God first, or being a good steward, or not downplaying your gift? What's he saying to you? Is it living for the more? Maybe it's one of those things. Maybe today it's, it's the fact that you don't even know Jesus. And so the more for you, like what really needs to take place in your life, the next step for you isn't giving, it's not serving, it's giving your life to Jesus. It's, it's beginning a new relationship with Jesus Christ today. The more, the next step for you is to know Jesus. And if I'm talking to you, you're far from God, you've drifted You're doing things your way and you're ready to come back home. You're ready to give your life to Jesus. Complete surrender. If if that's you, on the count of three, I want you to slip up your hand today. One, two, three. Just say, that's me, Ben. Come on, slip up your hand. I'm giving my life to Jesus. Join the three people in the early service this morning that said, that's me. I'm giving my life. I'm giving my all. I'm surrendering my life to Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Hey, let's let's pray this prayer together. Let's say this prayer together. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. Thank you for loving me as I am. But I don't want to stay as I am. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Wash me. Make me new. A new creation. Ready to serve you. To do the good works that you've destined for me. I give you my life. And from this day forward, you are my God, my King, and I will serve you the best that I know how. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, let's thank God today for his, his presence. Amen. Amen.